You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. The views and opinions expressed on this show do not necessarily represent those of the network, its advertisers, owners, or sponsors. Welcome to Shot of History. Welcome to Shot of History. I'm Stephanie. I'm the color man, Big Dev. <laughs> and introduce yourself, guest. I am Ohio Komodo. Awesome. Slightly different name, but I don't use my real name. Most people know me as my stage name. Okay. It's safer now. Yeah. It is. It's a lot more fun, too. You get that whole mysterious... <laughs> That's why I'm the color man, Big Def. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because nobody knows your name. Yeah, no, nobody, no nobody that listens to this podcast knows who I am. <laughs> All right, before we start the show. Yep. Oh, as always, cheers, Woo. cheers. Come by. Ah, that crown's hitting me hard. Oh, need to drink more of this. <laughs> I was doing a lot of gin leading up to this. <laughs> well, that's gonna mix. <laughs> mm, All right, gin. so what are we talking about today? Yeah, you uh, you'd approach us with the topic, so uh, the floor is yours. So, uh, what I wanted to briefly touch on today was multiculturalism and steampunk. When people talk about steampunk, they tend to think of a very European colonial centric concept of steampunk you know you've got European blah, yeah blah, blah. it's very 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 molded into that and what the listeners today cannot see is that I'm wearing a sort of Japanese steampunk kimono coordination and uh what I would really like to touch on is that think beyond the box that there's more to steampunk than just simply European culture. And over the years, there's been a lot of beautiful explorations and setups and ideas that have come forward in the community from different cultures. And, you know, a lot of people will make the argument, well, steampunk is very much, you know, the wild, wild west or colonialism. And to which my counter argument is, is that when you look through European history, certainly within the Edwardian, Victorian, all the way up into even World War II, the number one most predominant or influence, arguably, is that of the Asian influence or Japan. Yeah. I mean, it's massive. It influenced tea culture today. The English tea culture was a derivative of their vague understanding of how Japanese tea culture worked. The original tea coats from the Victorian and Edwardian periods, you can look them up in museums, like in London, were kimono. So a, a lot of people just don't get it, and they miss the Silk Road connection that can really make this interesting. And the feedback I get on the outfits is always positive, though sometimes not so much because a lot of people are very committed to their European-centric outfit. It kind of makes me sad because you'll see things like pith helmets, which can represent some very dark history within the European context and the colonialism that happened, and that will be much more acceptable than something like Japan. And that's always kind of a point of frustration. I know over the years I've certainly faced my fair share of hostilities and cursing and everything else at me. And really it's it's kind of a shame to see it because steampunk is such a beautiful creative outlet and you can break so many molds. Like all these people are like looking at Balls all amazing. Just saying. Oh, yeah. Like, you do not go to a steampunk convention and wear t-shirts and jeans. Like, this is the sort of environment you come into and you want to look the nines. And I know individuals who have spent thousands on their outfits. And if for them it's not an outfit, it's actually a lifestyle. 
I I showed up in shorts. <laughs> did, did you say you sharted? I said I showed up in shorts, <laughs> Stephanie. Yeah, really, sorry, here. Totally heard that wrong. <laughs> I have less than full pants on. Let's put it that way. It's true. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you know, because that's what I do. <laughs> It's unfortunate, though, that any environment can be exclusionary. Like, you would think that that would be, you know, a little bit more accepting. And apparently it's, you know... I find the Detroit area in particular, the steampunk community up here, is very open-minded. I think that's largely due to the minority communities that are present in this. There's a very large Middle Eastern community. Um, In Novi, Michigan, there's a very large Japanese community. So there's a lot of international culture here in Michigan, which makes it a lot of fun and and kind of keeps things open. Oh, yeah, no. Like, Novi, Michigan has an amazing Japanese festival that's free to attend. I did not know that. I I didn't. I did not know that as well. Oh, yeah. I may have to attend. Oh, you should. <laughs> I, I do not know very much of know my history at all. <laughs> Stuff, don't give me that figure. I was driven through. Gave you the figure. <laughs> For that show, would you do soccer? Yeah, yeah. Oh my god. I, I'm looking I up the Dearborn, Japanese so festival in Novi, Michigan, right now. Yeah, I grew up in Dearborn, so I understand the. Yeah, and yeah. it's beautiful. Like, there's some fantastic places around the area, so I'm very fortunate. But I have I learned so much. Certainly on the history. internet, I've gotten some real severe pushback, and it's disappointing. But you know what? Slowly but surely, this year was my yeah. first year actually putting together my own outfit. I typically, as a vendor, because I am I sell kimono, so I'm typically like putting things together, taking care of customers, crawling around on the ground, doing stuff that generally you don't want to wear kimono for. <laughs> just right. saying. And then yeah. you get to yeah. the drinking after the con, and you definitely don't want to, you know. <laughs> do you just buy them, or do you make them? Or uh, I actually import my kimono from a small family business located in Kyoto, Japan, and oh, okay. the particular piece I'm wearing today is a solid black silk piece that's considered mofoku, which is actually mourning attire for funerals. Oh, okay. And in a, in a traditional sense, I would never wear this particular piece as normal fashion attire to like a festival and stuff, but in this type of environment, it's very creative. And I took a lot of my notes for the creativity for kimono from Japan. Over in Japan, they have a steampunk community. It's amazing. And it is wild. If you get a chance, look up some of the... Go to Google Image Search and look up Tokyo Steam Garden. You'll see steampunk fast-draw duelist samurai. Holsters and all. You'll wow. see like courtesan geisha <clears throat> Styles I didn't even know that steampunk went outside of the, oh, yeah, it's you know, the realm of like European. Like I had no idea. Oh, I didn't. It's huge. You know, it's huge. That's, People it's amazing. Love it. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I I have vaguely heard of some stuff on uh, South in South Africa. I've definitely heard some stuff in the Middle East. A lot of it I have found is uh, the Air Force and the military. Yeah. Like a lot of the Americans moving around, they'll go out and kind of start these little communities, and it'll br- it'll branch out from there. So it's pretty neat. So a lot of what I do is based off of the stuff coming straight out of Tokyo. So I'm very careful in the aspect of not engaging in cultural appropriation, which is a very hot button topic. There is a difference between cultural... It's a very fine line. It really is. I... The thing that many people appropriation miss out is that versus appreciation or exchange. <laughs> yeah. Exchange is we're being given permission to engage in it, and with kimono, we've been given permission by the Japanese community to play with, wear, and stuff, and learn about. Yeah. So, and there's a lot of great resources online to learn about them. Right. right. It depends on how you wear it too. Like what you know, like if you're not you know acting a fool when you're you know like wearing it, it's it's more it's respecting the culture behind it as opposed to you yeah. know a kimono in themselves. Wearing 
wearing them is considered an art form. It's called kitsuke. And so it's not like our everyday you put on jeans and a shirt. There's a whole language to wearing them. So, and I like to be able to take that over into steampunk because I can play with it. And a lot of the Victorian, like flower language, applies into kimono and back and forth and stuff like that. And a lot of the flower language actually in the Victorian era came from a lot of that Japanese branch over. And they started going, oh, wow, you guys have a lot of. Now, it existed before. Like, we have examples in, like, King Henry VIII's court with uh, the pomegranate flower and stuff like that existed. But in the more Victorian times, they took a lot of their interpretations for, like, the chrysanthemum and stuff from the Japanese culture or China and a couple other places. That's cool. I've, I've got nothing. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm so drunk. <laughs> I'm, I, I love everything that I'm hearing. So but the I'm outfit so that you're wearing today is completely your own that you put yes, together? Yes, this is, uh, it's, uh, if you get an opportunity, there'll probably be some photos online of what I'm wearing in this yeah. uh, podcast. And it is, what I've done is I've taken a kimono, slapped a corset on top of it, and then I've accentuated it. And my particular inspiration is the Hanaya demon, which is a woman that's consumed by the spirit of jealousy to I the point I love demons. Yeah, I know, right? Like, yes. Oni, who doesn't love demons, right? Jealousy, Steph. Jealousy. Are you are you jealous of something That's right awesome. now? So the headpiece, like the jewelry here, is from the jewelry that. and stuff. This is just kind of like this, like mystic tribal play with it, and I'm certain the viewers, yeah, can hear Bangles. my little jingles, dangles, banglies. So uh, That's there's that. Very get out. <laughs> you know? Yeah. No, your your outfit today is beautiful. Okay, I love thank it. Thank you so much. And you know, I. I did this because I wanted people to kind of visualize. I've talked about these outfits for a long time, that it's approachable, the Japanese are doing it, we can do it. And yeah. uh, thankfully today, it's definitely a lot of people have gone, yeah, I'm setting up one of those outfits. I need that, and I'm going to create a steampunk, oriental-themed, world traveler type, Silk Road inspiration deal. Yeah. And yeah, they're going to be playing with it. I'm really excited to see I think most people, do. steampunk is like this particular thing, and it's yeah. like, but it's not, though. It's like khakis <laughs> and pith helmets. Like, there's so much more than khakis. He's a pith helmet. Right. Do it. <laughs> I think some people don't know that, so it's like you're trying to get, you know, get the word out and oh, spread yeah. it out. I, mean, and it's I, like, I feel like you just described Jumanjika. <laughs> oh, it totally is. Oh my god, I think there was a dude that walked by earlier that was straight out of Jumanji. In fact, he had like the gun and everything, the pump gun. I was like, wow, did somebody roll a dice bat? <laughs> I roll dice for like every choice I make in life. Yeah, Jumanji was amazing. That's how it is. Yeah. So, so why uh, Japanese cultures steampunk? Why not some other culture? There is, if you get an opportunity, there is some amazing steampunk that even I've seen over the years with like Native American themes. Yeah. Um, the New World and England, all that fun stuff going back and forth. I've seen some fantastic themes with that. I've even seen some African themes that were very beautiful and respectful and very heavily researched. That being said, I am a Japanese... I just really like Japanese culture. I like the art aesthetic. I was a military kid, and I grew up with the Japanese community. <laughs> so that's my draw, and okay. it's something you really don't see. I really like the Silk Road Oriental influence that happened during yeah. these periods, and it seems to be largely overlooked, and it's a disappointment, because, again, Japanese tea culture heavily... And same with Chinese tea culture, too, in Korean. They heavily influenced Victorian and Edwardian tea, and most yeah. people just kind of think that you know the their versions of tea in Europe was the thing and really we didn't even get tea in Europe until the 1600s. Europe steals everything though. I know they, should, they, they totally do. do. Europe is like our stuff is the stuff yeah. and nobody else is anything else. It's like but wait. I know I think they steal a lot of stuff. I feel like they steal a lot of stuff and they make it their own and they're like this is the only way. Yeah. But it's not. 
<laughs> so, so I'm freaking European for stuff. Yeah. So have you tried other uh, other than Japanese steampunk? Have you have you explored some of the other stuff or my next outfit? And if you see my current outfit, I mean, if you get a chance to look at the photo, yeah. you'll see I'm going to probably next branch over into like a desert wandering nomad type approach okay. next. But that's not going to be involved in the corset and stuff. So I'm going to be playing along the Silk Road. I'm going to be looking at like the Ottoman Empire and some of the odds and ends that were around during those periods. Like, <laughs> oh yeah, like I am down for the Ottoman Empire. <laughs> like those rugs. Let's talk. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's awesome. Yeah, so I'm just I'll play along the Silk Road. The Silk Road's yeah. a fantastic source of inspiration, and uh, it was all tied to Europe. The Silk Road worked with Europe, the spice trade, and everything else. That wasn't a Dune reference. That was just spice trade. <laughs> Sorry. Just just spice in yeah, general. It's spice. awesome. Well, you do have gorgeous blue eyes. <laughs> do. Do, I, I always call them hazel on my uh, driver's license. <laughs> yeah, but they're blue. They're but blue. they not though. Yeah, well, you know, <laughs> I I, uh, I don't look at my own eyes that often because <laughs> I might get trapped. <laughs> in a circle, like yes, I might just I might just uh, get uh, you know caught she's up. Like, in a wait loop. a minute. Yeah. <laughs> she's taking hey, shots. Hey, and she's sharing. I'm like, what's going on? You need to share like, the shots here, Stephanie. Yeah. What's happening? You have like a little bit of. Pierogies, <laughs> yeah, they're a little greasy. Bacon wrapped bacon pierogies. Wrapped pierogies. Can be delicious as I mean, they are super like, messy though. If you're going to the Sheridan, you know, <laughs> oh yeah, they have bacon wrapped pierogies. In case you didn't know. <laughs> wow. Cheers. <laughs> Bottoms up, babe. So, when did you get started in steampunk? I love how Dab is like very in depth today. He's I like, do. Well, I grew up so watching a bunch of Clint yeah. Eastwood. I appreciate how involved he is. Yeah, yeah I do. Awesome. Good for you. Man. Yeah. High five. But I grew up watching like a lot Dev. of Wild West, like yeah. spaghetti westerns and Wild stuff. So yeah, we, we were joking. Like seriously. So, as a, so the, the people that listen to our podcast, that has actually not come up. But yet. as a but as an aside to for your knowledge, we were joking about doing like an MSTK well, three thousand. Oh, Sure. Of <laughs> Wild Wild West. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. There was a lot of Wild Wild West references. And then she corrected us because she's all like, well, that's not technically yeah. steampunk, that's diesel punk. Don't get it mixed oh, up. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> and then there was the whole diesel punk coming into steampunk convention. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> She told us not to not to wiki wiki wow wow west. <laughs> but we totally but totally oh, if we would have had the opportunity to do an MST K three thousand oh my god that would take on yeah. But uh, but yeah. So anyway, watching a while a lot of uh, Wild West type movies yep. that kind Growing of stuff. Up in the military. Yep. I, I know a lot of art history again. I look at the Victorian, the Japanese art influence in the Victorian, Edwardian, up into like the art novella um, and all that fun stuff. And I'm like, this just needs to happen. I looked around and nobody was doing it. So I'm like, whatever, I'm just going to have to do my own thing. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. And I, I think, uh, you know, it's pretty awesome that you wanted to branch out from just a uh, European slash American centric right. version right. of yeah. you can. of Steam. Of all Steam. Yeah. European assholes. Because so many people don't know. I 
had no idea that there was anything other than that. So. Yeah. Right. No, I mean, it's no not idea. just the pith helmets and the khakis. We're not playing Jumanji. <laughs> we can go beyond. <laughs> we can branch out. Yeah. Yeah. Branch out. It's all about the creativity. Your world. Not traveler. considering komodos are like beautiful. I mean, oh, they, yeah. you know, they're. <laughs> The, I, yeah. The, yeah. The nice thing about the kimono is you can really tap into some of the higher end couture. Like a lot of the pieces, like the piece I'm wearing today is all hand sewn, uh, antique piece, about 100 years old. And you can still pick up pieces versus like a modern attire dealing with like machines, generic mass production. And sad that there's even some mass production coming into steampunk, which is very disappointing because the nice thing about steampunk is customization and uniqueness. Yeah. So, you know, this is kind of a new frontier. I can pick up a 100 year old hand sewn antique kimono. I haven't kimono. got time to do hands on. Yeah, I can't even like, I can't even imagine hand sewing. I machine sew, I sew at home, and I I can't even imagine hand sewing. I ain't got the time for that. I don't know who does. That's crazy. I'm cutting out a top right now and I'm like, I haven't started machine sewing yet, but I'm like, there's no way I can hand sew. I take forever to hand sew like something like, you know, maybe four inches. (laughs) If you're a fan of like just seamstress, textiles and stuff, kimono are a fantastic world to explore. There's a lot of very high-end pieces, but I won't bore you guys on all the nuanced <laughs> details of silk dyeing and stuff. You always, if you're the type of listener, you can always follow up with me and I'll send you some books that I can suggest on that. I've, only been, I've been sewing for like a couple years, so I'm not I'm yeah. not too, like, I haven't I haven't explored too many fabrics yet, so we're kind of... Well, do you remember that one time we made those potholders and I left your house angry? <laughs> wow. Yeah, we were doing... Potholders. We, we, we decided to do potholders. sewing, like, days where, like, she would come over and we would get all the fabric and stuff and we would sew together and it was awesome until we did the potholders. Wow. <laughs> she got so upset about the potholders. Like, I just... And I said, Melissa, I love you, but I'm very angry right now and I have to leave. Wow. Not finish these potholders. We did... What did we do? We did pillows and we did makeup bags. This is super basic stuff. You got angry yeah, over potholders? Oh, my God. Well, I was I was unaware I that did. she... Wow. She does not like tutorials that aren't video tutorials. Yeah. Oh. She doesn't like... Yeah. She just doesn't like reading tutorials. Oh. <laughs> I need to see, like, it done. Yeah. And I can do it. So I think and that's why good. she got upset, because so it was like... So are you like, like a tutorial elitist? <laughs> Not really. <laughs> <laughs> I, I prefer, uh, like, PowerPoint. Oh, okay. A nice, well-done PowerPoint presentation. <laughs> yeah, lots of bullets. <laughs> but I, I make a lot of clothes for my my uh, my daughter, so oh, dresses and stuff like that. So, yeah, I really enjoy it. I like the fact of making something from nothing. That's like it's you know, wonderful. it's it is when you see things taking shape and coming into something and be like, I made that. You know, it's like it's pretty cool. A lot of people today don't have a lot of those skills, and they go, Well, I wasn't taught in school. I'm like, the year is 2018 or whatever year it is that you're listening to <laughs> yeah, this yeah, podcast, yeah. right? <laughs> whatever year it is we have the intertubes okay right google it yeah. that's YouTube how i learned it. like i i mean i had a friend that kind of helped me get to know the sewing machine but other than oh, that yeah. youtube youtube is my best friend yeah. I, I hear all the time like oh i don't know how to i'm like youtube yeah. google do it yeah you can do the things i was have reading a pattern i come across something i don't know and i'm like google what is this yeah. and then i read on it and then if i do it wrong my seamer is my best friend yeah i take it out i take it apart go Drinking over helps. again that's seam ripping's a lot of cursing yeah. like oh my god so, you I know, mean, fucking seam ripping. Oh, God, um, yes. So, I, I've, I've seen a lot of cosplays, or steampunk cosplays walking around today that are... Uh Mashups of popular culture now. What are what do you th- think about that type of uh, steampunk? Where it's more, it's not necessarily 
you're staying true to the original source material, but you're really bringing in more of a pop culture reference type thing. Like, do you think that's acceptable? A, an acceptable <laughs> bastardization of the idea of of steampunk? I am all about inclusion, that. and I think it's awesome. Like, I'm really not a fan of the people that are hardcore is this way and only this way because it's only their interpretation of what's this way, right, and right. everybody's interpretation of what is steampunk, what isn't, is individual. Again, like I do the whole Japanese Silk Road approach. Right. These people will tell me, "Oh no," and yet I can prove provide all this. Oh, that rum's hit me. <laughs> <laughs> All that documentation yeah, yeah, yeah. to prove to the contrary about the Victorian and Edwardian. Ooh, that really hit me. Um, <laughs> this is sounding like the Rothschild right, I, uh, conspiracy uh, episode all over again. <laughs> yeah, we need another shot. Like that's getting fun. Yeah. No, I am. I am shotted out. Yeah, I would just shot. like. I would just like to point out opinions are like assholes. Oh yeah, yeah. everybody's you know, got one. The thing is, is we're all here to have fun, and there's no point in being snobby. Right. There's no point in telling somebody that they're doing it wrong. Yeah. There is no. I don't understand that way. at all. Yeah. Like, like there's even different ways to slice bread. Don't don't even waste your time on it. Have fun. Yeah. And just why don't... does it matter what I'm doing? Like, yeah. You just do you and you I'll do, you, do me. I'll do like, me they, and have yeah. fun. And like you come into these places, conventions in particular, are kind of a safe bubble space to be you for whatever. There's all sorts of different types of conventions. There's fiction novel conventions. There's sci-fi. There's gaming. Oh my god, Gen Con, ninety thousand plus people. Penguin. Oh yeah, get the Linux on. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's exciting and sexy. Yeah. <laughs> There is some after dark stuff there oh, yeah. that is. I feel like there are cons for everything. Ooh. It's everything. Cheers. And we're doing another shot. Woo, yes, another shot. We do the things because all the rum. <laughs> Wait, this is rum. No, this no, no, this is crown. Is whiskey. <laughs> right? Crown is also hitting you very With hard. Whiskey. <laughs> Uh, Stephanie well, gets yeah. a lot of people with crown. Stephanie gets a lot of people with their crown because <laughs> you guys are being generous. I love this. It's like the, when they pour the shots, they're not tiny shots. They're, they're very generous shots. They're shots. Fill them yeah. all the way up. Yeah, yeah. they do. Um, legit. So, if you had one piece of advice to someone that wanted to get into steampunk, what would it be? This is going to be kind of a flow through, but in, and that may be the alcohol talking. <laughs> <laughs> Just let it preach, sister. Or let it preach. Yes. So, in general, I just recommend having fun and doing what you want to do. And worst to worst, just do some research. You know, in the end, if, even if you do just completely fantasy, have fun with it. You know, don't let other people rain on your parade. And if you're going to do anything historical, kind of like what I'm doing, do some yeah. research because you are going to definitely encounter people that are going to be like, oh, no's, you can't do it that way. To which you go, well, here's all my pages and pages of research. I've been cussed out. Let me out. show you. So, you know, and when after I get cussed out, I'm like, here's a book list and references, and here's some online museums. There yeah. you go. Yeah. I mean, just kill the way it goes. Kill them with knowledge. And, yeah. <laughs> right. Bringing it back to history. Right. Yeah. Yeah. History. Like, with knowledge. Well, I, history is sexy. And the, reason I, and the reason I ask this, and because your topic is more like on the cultural side of it, is uh, earlier today, I actually saw someone uh, with a, a headscarf, you know, yeah. Muslim, and uh, she, uh, you know, she's doing the steampunk thing right. and is trying to incorporate that part of herself yeah. into awesome. it. So that's that's why I kind of ask, like, if people want to get into it and they're not comfortable with it or that kind of thing. And, you know, this is clearly a, a clearly an area where it's like, OK, you you have this ideal you want to get into this, you enjoy this. Yeah. How do you bring that into and make it part of, make it your thing? 
I will say the first starting point with anything with real cultures, and that's the key, real cultures. Yep. There's fringe cultures and stuff. Respect is key. Yeah. You know, respect first and foremost. You do not want to do something. The, the culture's real. There's people behind it. There's genuine feelings behind it. There's sometimes thousands of years of history. The kimono is an ancient garment. It has a yeah. massive history. It goes back over 2,000 years. Yeah. Now, it's changed over the time. Right. So, I say before you even start into anything cultural, if you're doing something based off of real culture, right. do your research and be respectful. Right. Yes. Yeah. The respect it, is like, Understand what you're doing. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. Be passionate. Enjoy it. But no. Involved. And yeah. understand what Don't it is. Like, yeah. Oh, I'm going to a festival. Because everything has... All of that... <laughs> yeah. All of that has meaning to, to a culture. Yeah. And, it's yeah. Not, and this know. is very legitimate. Like, a lot of people... There's many cultures around the world, and they have very deep investments into the culture, and nobody likes having their stuff, regardless of culture, just twisted up, pardon the phrase, bastardized, etc. And it's fun. It's a chance to explore history. You don't need to You know? It, <laughs> this is an excuse to learn some history. There's a lot of... Again, we have the Google, yeah, which is yeah. amazing. We have the Google. We have the Googles. <laughs> so you can, you can find great resources. And if you don't have the Googles, you have the Ebays and the Amazons. <laughs> and you get books. I have, there, I have a, uh, are a topic right here. Together. Ooh. That someone only did their research on YouTube because oh, the wow. Googles is too biased. Oh, <laughs> oh man! So, so you know, take take the Googles with a big grain of salt. Yeah. So uh, yeah. So yeah. So there uh, are many great academic research points. Um, in fact, let me give you guys kind of my little cheater for history research. Get this: I like to find out of edition college books, so like one edition behind, and you get them stupid cheap, and you can buy them. You're getting college tier textbooks. Five dollars. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And you're getting fantastic research, advanced material. And, of course, you want to research the individuals. There's a little background to that. And I'm not going to go into that because I've drank a little too much. (laughs) Yay! (laughs) But, I mean, like, if you're looking for a great cheater for info and research. Yeah. (laughs) Dear college books that are out of decks. And you can sometimes even get them for pennies on the dollar. And they're fantastic research.